What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in that podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. That is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, and also subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, the Dolphins have moved to 5-1, and one, their best start since 2002. Uh, with the well, they missed the playoffs, actually. That, but no, <laughs> we're just gonna ignore that. But their first five <laughs> and one start in 2002 with a 42 to 21 win uh, over the Carolina Panthers last Sunday. Again, the Dolphins moved to five and one uh, ahead of a huge matchup against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly in prime time under the lights. Uh, the manner in which the Dolphins got to five and one this past Sunday maybe wasn't how a lot of people expected. They went down 14 0 to the winless Panthers before turning things up. 35 unanswered points. They took control of the game in the second half. Uh, afterward, Mike McDaniel saying, uh, you know, despite what a lot of people were saying about you know, this kind of being a, a, a easy game, a cakewalk, a cupcake game, uh, he was proud of the way uh, this game unfolded because uh, in past, and a lot of other players alluded to this in the past, maybe when they went down by 14 or went down by a couple of scores, they weren't able to dig themselves out of that hole, but they remained calm. They got a couple scores, and they were cruising the rest of the way. Uh, we're going to start with you, David. Um, what did you make of the win? I mean, were you were you kind of unsettled by the 14-0 hole? Do you kind of say, hey, it is it is what it is. It happens on a week-to-week basis. Where are you at with that? This is, uh, you know, let's look around the NFL. We, You know, like players say it all the time. Coaches say it all the time. You know, this is the NFL. The, you know, these are the best players in the world, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, for as cliche as it is, it is true that – if you're if you're in the NFL or really any, I think these days any of the you know major sports leagues, even if you are supposed to win the game, I mean, if you there seems to be a tremendous difference in your teams. There really isn't in the big picture that much difference. And if you're not, uh, you know, if you don't come out ready to play, or if the other team just you know happens to hit everything, starts hitting everything right early, and you let them get going, guess what? You're going to find yourself in a game. And you might find yourself losing. Look, the, is there any reason the Jets should have beaten Philadelphia? They had, they had, they didn't just, it's not just the, you know, it's, you know, not just the Jets with their offensive problems, but they were down to about what, four defensive backs or something like that? Yeah, yeah mean, starting, starting, they're starting two cornerbacks. They're like kind of star cornerbacks, both. Right. They, they, they were out. And so you figure, okay, Philly, you know, they're going to, they're going to roll. Um, a lot of things had to happen. But San Francisco, which looked like by far the best team in the NFL, lost to Cleveland. And like I said, a lot of things had to happen. The last of them being the kicker missing a straight-on 41-yard, you know, gimme. Um, but they lost, you know. And, and Cleveland's a good team. Cleveland's Cleveland's got a good, really good defense. Yeah. So that will always keep you in the games, and that and that kept them in the game. That got them the win. So, you know, right about what you're saying. This is. Yeah, you know, the Dolphins were in this kind of the same thing. It just, frankly, their their opponent was they got behind their opponent, and their opponent wasn't as good as the other opponents. And they have the kind of offense that okay, fourteen points. Well, we can make, we can make that up, and they, and they're used to they're used to that. They're used to it. They're not going to get rattled down fourteen nothing, especially you know, especially not to a team that they feel like they can, you know, you know, they feel like they can you know put some points up on them. They're not you know they're not blind. They're, I don't think they're overconfident, but I don't think they're blind. They they know that's a you know that's an undermanned team that's got a rookie quarterback, and if you keep if you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to win the game. And 
you know, that, that, you know, those first couple drives, especially that third and one, they tried the little cutesy thing to yeah, which, fake, you know, the fake sneak, like the fake sneak. If they hadn't, you know, if he hadn't flipped the ball halfway to Miramar. And, you know, so n- not bothered by it at all. It, you know, you get you get down, okay. Well, well, what's supposed to happen? Then you you keep your focus, you do what you're supposed to do. They were up by 21-14 by half and uh, you know, finished it out and um yeah, finished it out strong, so strongly. So they did what they were supposed to do. And um, you know, offensively and defensively after that 14 nothing. So, you know, not you know, <laughs> like I say, on the weekend where uh on the Sunday where you know Philly uh, hadn't lost, lost to an undermanned Jets team, San Francisco lost to a Cleveland team playing their what like eighth string quarterback. I think they were playing like you know Otto Graham or something. Um, you know, uh, the Dolphins, you know, got behind but then finished the job. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly not the recipe for success. Like, you don't want to see them consistently no. go down 14-0 or go down multiple scores. But, again, I mean, we've seen and we see time and time again. Even in, even in the Giants game where, you know, there was, the game was kind of in the balance, uh, you know, heading into halftime, and they come out, they score a couple scores, and they 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 make that distance. And, I mean, the defense, to its, I mean, again, they've, they've had some games against the Panthers and the Giants who don't really have great offenses, great offensive lines. Um, but after kind of being shaky at first, they've settled down. And, you know, they're they're starting to come together. Now, whether that manifests itself into a, a quality performance against, you know, an Eagles team that has a really good offense, I don't know. But we are starting to see, especially up front, starting to see those guys uh, really come together, whether it's uh, Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, Bradley Chubb. They're starting to get some consistent pass rush uh, on the quarterback as well. So, like, I feel like we didn't really learn much about the offense because it's, like, kind of – we've already known this about the offense, um, especially against an opponent like the Panthers. Um, but on defense, you know, it's good to see them, you know, again, albeit against some maybe some subpar competition, but NFL competition nonetheless, they're starting to come together. They're starting to look more like the unit that we expected for sure. And Carolina's not untalented. They're, they're just kind of young and just getting it together. But, you know, Thielen's, Thielen's been a productive wide receiver for several years, you know, they, and, uh, and you know, the young man uh, – Brashen, I think he's going to be a really good. Yeah, he showed some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not that big. He's got got that Kyler Murray thing going on. Where you're worried that he's going to take, you know, take too many hits. But if he's if he lives, he's man. He can already make certain throws that you're just going. Oh, oh. I mean, that is some that that second touchdown throw. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's a thing. That was a beauty. That was. And then, you know, that's that's one of those you can't do much about it. <laughs> you know, it, it was such a good throw. And so they're not – it's not like, you know, they were total – you know, they're total scrubs out there. And, you know, they came out and they did – they had a good early game plan. Uh, you know, I think that, you know, the fake punt, maybe not the – you know, I, I understand what they were trying to do, and I'm not sure they got the best spot on that, but – you know that it, that was kind of a little bit of a turning point, but you know what happened was not completely unexpected. You know, maybe you're gonna come out a little flat because yeah, you, you you respect Carolina, but eh, there's you know you know you you know what you're looking at, yeah. and Carolina comes out thinking, hey, we got none to lose. 
you know, let's just play as well. The as opening play. script too. So you're kind of putting some stuff that you feel comfortable about and then you'll get exactly have some success. So it happens. And you know, so yeah, it, it's this happens. it happens. The Dolphins responded the way you you would want them to respond. So yeah, for sure. Fine. Yeah. The, the one other thing I wanted to to touch on before we get into this break, um, Tyree Kill. What more can we say about him? Another 150 plus yard uh, receiving game. I um, mean, now has 814 receiving yards, the most for wide receivers in the first six games of a season in the Super Bowl era. He's currently on pace for 2,300 yards, which would shatter uh, the single season receiving record. It would also be the first 2,000 yard season. I have to ask this question. I know Dolphins fans uh, are not they they don't they don't like. Uh, conversation and dialogue that kind of diminishes Tua, and I don't mean to bring this up to diminish what Tua has done, because Tua in his own own right has been excellent. He leads the NFL in literally every major statistical category. But I have to ask the question, should Tyreek at least get some MVP consideration, and if so, how much? Because uh, Tua, again, is on pace for over 5,000 yards. I think he's just shy of uh, what would be the single-season passing record. But if a guy was to get his first, uh, the first 2,000 yard receiving season, is that worth MVP consideration? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth MVP consideration. But I think also this conversation really points up how the MVP award kind of doesn't fit football. You know, it's football, such a team game. And I always go back to what something Joe Theismann said to me a thousand years ago. We were, you know, it's back in like the 2009, 2010, something like that. He said, you know, the quarterback, he said, the quarterback is the most dependent person on the field. And so, you know, Tua, Tua's numbers are not going to be that great, are not going, well, they're going to be very good, but they're not going to be as eye popping as they are without a Tyreek there. Even to, just to draw attention away from a Jalen Waddle, a Braxton Berrios, you know, a creating space for the running game and everything in the running game, then creating space for the passing game. So, but Tyreek's numbers aren't going to be there without a Tua to hit him in stride, to hit him, uh, you know, on the various and you know, just to, just to hit him, <laughs> you know. Um, and it's notable that, you know. It's a different offense, but, you know, Tyreek Hill didn't have 2,000 yards when he was playing with Patrick Mahomes, who's, you know, That's very true. in the NFL right now. Yep. Now, and, and, an elite play caller, and an elite play caller and Andy Reid. Right. And, and now, now, then again, they, they did have Travis Kelsey, who nobody can seem, you know, the only person who can cover him seems like is Tra- Taylor Swift. But, uh, you know, but still, you know, he didn't have 2,000 yards there. They were they were a Super Bowl champion unstoppable offense for a couple few years so yeah he deserves especially you get like you know let's let's factor in the december cold i don't know you know everything tightens up a little bit late in the season let's factor in that and say he ends at 2100 yards okay that's that's still by far you know an nfl record um you know, even if you're taking into account 17 game season, that's still way, way out there on a per game basis, and uh, definitely deserves MVP consideration. You know, I, although 
let, let's face it, they, you know, if two if two is out, this is a whole different offense. So that's very true as well. Very different, a whole different offense. Like Tyreek yeah. can be out and it's a different offense, but they still they still got a lot of weapons. They still probably gonna score some points on you. Two is out. Well, yeah, it is dicey. Uh if you if you're watching on YouTube, if you're watching on YouTube, you've seen that I've been on my phone typing uh just a little transparency recording this Wednesday morning instead of our usual Tuesday evening. Uh we do have some breaking news. Of course we got some breaking news according to NFL Network, Dolphins cornerback Jalen Ramsey will return to practice today, Wednesday, which op- which opens his 21-day window to return off injured reserve. Um there are reports uh Sunday morning before the Dolphins game against the Panthers that Ramsey was uh making a lot of great progress. He actually before before we started recording, he put out a uh, kind of an ominous, or I don't know if you want to call it ominous, but fortuitous, pressing, I don't know, tweet where he uh, said the restart, got a new haircut. Um, I did think maybe that was alluding to a potential return. So, you know, we're going to have to switch gears. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, we're going to discuss some Jalen Ramsey. Now we're going to talk Dolphins Eagles. Stay locked with us. We'll be back soon. What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins and that podcast, but David Neal talking all things. Dolphins now in the first half. Uh, kind of broke some news live. Uh, you know, he wasn't half. just being rude. Wasn't just, just being rude on my phone. You know, I you know had to had to duty calls, had to look into some stuff. Uh, according to NFL Network, Dolphins star cornerback Dan Ramsey, who has not played this season uh, after undergoing uh, meniscus surgery uh, in late July, he is reportedly set to return to practice on Wednesday. Now his return uh, was a bit foreshadowed. Uh, late last week before the Dolphins game against the Panthers, there were multiple reports saying that he was ahead of schedule. Um, he was pushing a return within the next month. I have been told uh, that he has been doing very well um, as well. He has been pushing for a return around this November date. Um, but it looks like it is, you know, nearing, you know, being official that he will be back on the field practicing with the Dolphins, which uh, would open a 21-day window for the Dolphins to officially place him on the 53-man roster. Long story short, Jalen Ramsey will be playing football for the Miami Dolphins sooner rather than later. Mike McDaniel said he's been doing great. So did cornerbacks coach Sam Madison. Um, this is uh, this is a big this is big this is big. I mean, the Dolphins are already five and one um, with a with the top offense in the NFL and a defense um, that could use his services. You know, quite frankly, I mean, they as I said multiple times, they expected him to be one of the focal points, if not the centerpiece of uh, this new look defense. Secondary has struggled a little bit. Um, Eli Apple's been in and out of the lineup. We saw what happened when Cater Kohu had to go back, uh, go to the outside, kind of out of his normal slot position. Xavier Howard is dealing with a groin injury that has his availability for Sunday's game against the uh, Philadelphia Eagles in question. Now, uh, NFL Network report did say that Ramsey will not play on Sunday, so, you know, that's He's not coming back this weekend, but still, um, if he's able to come back in the next two, three weeks, um, that is huge for the Dolphins. He changes a lot of what you can do in the secondary because he's just so versatile. I mean, he can play outside. He can play inside. He can play a little bit of safety if you really want him to. He can play a little bit of linebacker if you want him to. And we talked about, you know, in the first half, I mentioned, you know, the the Dolphins defensive front kind of rounding into shape, getting a little more pressure on the quarterback. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to get that. I mean, I think they're second in the in the NFL in uh, sacks right now, uh, first in QB hits. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to sustain that level of production against some of the better offenses in the league. So if you're not able to, you know, get that that pressure that quickly, having a guy on the outside who forces you to hold the ball for maybe a half second longer. Like you said before, that's the difference between maybe QB sack, 
pressure, uh, whatever it may be, a hit. Um, we have seen. I, I think. I think this this defense is close. I think they're close. You know, I thought that they could be a top ten unit uh, when I before the season started. Um, they haven't had Jalen Phillips consistently because of injuries. Obviously, they haven't had uh, Jalen Ramsey. Um, but if you put a guy like there, I think that the secondary is really. You know, it really starts to gel because I think that they're set at safeties. I like what I've seen from Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott. Um, guys and offenses aren't really testing. X, you know, they, they really haven't. I think he's actually done pretty well in a new scheme. Um, and Cater Kohu was really good in the slot. But you had Ramsey there, and you have two now, – now, the question is for Ramsey, how quickly can he, be, can he you know, get to Jalen Ramsey for him? But if, you know, he's 80% of what, you know, we expected him to be, you put him on the outside, you put a healthy X on the other side, and Cater Kohu on the slot, all right. I think that in the second half of this this season, you know, you start to see them start to put some stuff together. Um, and I mean, this is as good as like a midseason trade, honestly, because we haven't seen him yet. So this is like you're making a midseason trade and you're kind of throwing him in there and seeing what you can get. So yeah, obviously, really big news. Not gonna play this uh, Sunday, but I don't know. Maybe is he ready for the for the for the Germany game? I mean, that's in two weeks. Can he, you know, can he be there for that game? Who knows? I, I mean, uh, this is this is bigger news for December and January. For sure, yeah, then, then, and, and, and that's what the that's what the, that's what the thought was. Like this is a right, but I mean, when you're talking about okay, let's see, say okay, even you get in 21 days, he's active. Um, he still needs to, you know, he's still going to need to kind of break some little bit of rust off. Um, there was talk on the broadcast last week that I think uh, maybe I'm pretty sure I heard this correctly that. Fangio was telling, you know, in the meetings with uh, Trent Green and Kevin Harlan said something like the thought that Christian Wilkins play had improved because he was kind of the rust that normally gets knocked off during camp uh, didn't entirely get knocked off. The whole and, in and whatnot. Yeah, right, right. And that now you're starting to see Christian Wilkins be Christian Wilkins, the Christian Wilkins they thought that, you know, that they expect. And Jalen Rams got to go through the same thing. I mean, you're you're out for an injury, out for an injury, you're out for a while. Um, it's going to be a little bit before he he's the best Jalen Ramsey he can be right now. And that little bit will take you right into December and January. And I think that so yeah, it's good. It's good news that instead of this, you know, him kind of getting back into the groove in December. Oh, he's got he's got two. He's got a good right. two months. He's going to be doing it. You know, he's going to be doing point. it directly in November, and then you're going to see. Okay, let's. You know, you're going to see what and what it does with defense is obviously anytime you have a. Uh, you know, it's a passing league. So what do you what do you want on defense? You want either you want a pass rush, anyone guys who can cover people. That's the first two things you have to have in the NFL these days. If you don't have it, well, you know, you just running around for 17 games. Yeah. And and that's all you're gonna be running around for 17 games. And so, you know, he's a tremendous cornerback. If Xavier Howard gets, you know, gets fully healthy, um, you know, you're going into December and again, December and January games uh, against some, you know, pretty interesting competition with two healthy cornerbacks, uh, two healthy, you know, strong cornerbacks on the outside that, 
you know, really make hitting that bit, really making getting the big plays a problem. And if you can't get big plays in the modern NFL, boy, it's, it's, uh, you're, you're, it doesn't go well for you usually. Um, you know, you, you have to be able to get, you know, what they call the chunk plays, explosive plays, whatever you want to call them. You have to be able to get those, uh, at, on a regular basis. And if you can prevent those on a regular basis, um, and you have an offense like what the Dolphins have, well, let's, you know, you're going to be living pretty well. And, uh, the Dolphins are already living pretty well. We'll, you know, we're about to see how well, uh, you know, how well they measure against, uh, other upper echelon competition this Sunday. And so, you know, this again puts them in a good position for December and January. And you know, doesn't that season end in Buffalo? Uh, no, no, no. They host Buffalo in Week 18, so that. Oh, that, but, but, right. but, yeah. but that last three game schedule right. is very is very big between right. Dallas. Right. Um, it it again, Dallas against Buffalo Christmas that, Eve, that you got Baltimore the, on New Year's Eve, and then you got Buffalo. You got Buffalo at home, and that could be for the division. That could be for number that one. That could seed. be for the division. That's going to be an important. That's going to be an important game, nonetheless. That could be for the number one seed. That could be for. I mean, yeah. it'll be yeah. It's going to be a consequent consequential game for sure, and they're going right. to definitely want to have Jalen Ramsey for that game. Definitely feels like maybe the rich getting a little a little more richer between Ramsey, Teron Armstead's going to be able to return in a couple of weeks. Devon Ashan is going to be able to return in a couple of weeks. It looks like they're going to get a running back Jeff Wilson this week as well. Uh, so yeah, things are definitely looking good in Miami, and obviously the 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 return of Jalen Ramsey is going to aid that team uh, a lot. All right, transitioning. Uh, I'm just going to touch on. Dolphins Eagles real quick. Uh, the game of the week, uh, Sunday night game, prime time. Um, another kind of barometer measuring stick game for the Dolphins. Um, as we mentioned in the first half, the Eagles coming off their first loss of the season. Uh, really weird uh, 20-14 loss to the New York Jets. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. I mean, there's injuries to monitor on both sides, but more so for the Eagles. Um, their standout Jalen Carter didn't play because of a sprained ankle. Darius Slay, I don't believe, didn't play. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries in the secondary, which is, you know, music to the year of Dolphins fans. Um, but the Dolphins are dealing with some of their some injuries as well. Like I mentioned before, Xavier Howard, um, his groin injury um, is he's day to day right now. We'll see if he practices in a couple hours. Uh, we'll talk to Mike McDaniel as well. Um, Connor Williams did not play this past Sunday because of a groin injury. So those are two uh, injuries that we're going to have to monitor on the Dolphins side. Uh, real quick, I think this is, as we've always alluded to and mentioned, this is going to be decided in the trenches. Um, and I'm really interested to see how the Dolphins do on both sides, their offensive line and their defensive line, because in their loss to the Bills, um, for all you want to say about what they did to limit Tyreek and Jalen Waddle and start stop the offense, they lost that game in the trenches. That's where it really started. Um, the Eagles have a very good offensive line and defensive line, but uh, they are dealing with, again, some injuries on both sides um, of, of that line. I I, did, I don't think I mentioned before, but Lane Johnson as well is dealing with a grade one high ankle sprain. Um, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer, he's going to push the play, but if he does, he's at least going to be compromised. Um, so I'm very interested to see how they do in the trenches. Ultimately, I think that I'm not sure who plays, honestly, because it's it's just so early in the week. But I just get the sense that the Eagles are a little bit better up front. And I think that uh, especially on on the Dolphins' defensive front, as well, as well as they have played in recent weeks, I think that the Eagles can move the ball. They've struggled against these athletic kind of, you know, dual threat type of quarterbacks. We've seen them struggle with uh, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, you know, 
Jalen Hurts has struggled a bit, but I don't think he's going to throw three picks again. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but ultimately I think that, you know, in a raucous environment, Philly, that, that place is going to be crazy. Um, I think the Eagles bounce back um, after, you know, probably one of the worst games in, you know, in recent memory for, for Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I think they bounce back. I think they win like a 35 to 34 game, um, but I think a better showing for sure from the Dolphins than we saw uh, in, in Buffalo or Orchard Park a couple of weeks ago. What, what's your take on this game? Yeah, it's uh, I would take the Dolphins, except I haven't seen them stop the run against a really good running team like Philadelphia. Um, and I have no doubt they're going to be able to put up points. Um, they're just right now, as long as they don't, you know, yeah. It, they they are they really are at the point where if they don't make errors you know they don't make mistakes uh it's tough to it's tough to stop them yeah they're not they're not the kind of they're not the kind of offense where you can say okay we're just going to outplay them uh yeah that's they're really tough to stop and so yeah i like this i think they put up points I agree. I think the game, I think Philly, I don't know if they shorten the game, which I always, you know, I, I, I question the effectiveness of that because at some point you have to stop the other team. Yeah, yes. I mean, you can, you can shorten okay. the game. You got to shorten the game, but you still got to get in the end zone. And, right, the, right. and the Eagles and the Eagles have struggled in the red zone, whereas right. the Dolphins are the number one red zone offense. So that's something as well to, to kind of to kind of keep an eye on. I And, boy, I this is it's so tough to this is a tough game i if uh you know i like a good sports bet but i wouldn't touch this game i would stay completely away from it uh there's so many ways it can go i'm gonna sit i'm gonna go this is one of those i'm gonna go with the eagles 30 to 27 um and or 30 to 28 that is not a there's that pick is not made with a whole lot of conviction i can you know i'm i'm going with the eagles being able to run the ball regular you know consistently and uh jalen hurts having a better week than he had last last week and the dolphins being able to put up points i can also see you know the dolphins not shutting down the eagles but playing the run a lot better than they have against you know say sam sandy or los angeles, los angeles. Chargers, <laughs> and buffalo um than they have against the two original afl teams they played um and uh or well no denver also sorry um but i i, I could think i can see the dolphins stopping the run better than they have in those games and then if that happens, they win. But for right now, we're going to go past this prologue. Um, I would say Eagles, like I say, 30-28, 30-27. But Ooh, we are both going against the Dolphins. I don't know what our record is. I think we have a pretty solid record when we – I, I think I think I think we I think we missed I think both of us missed the Buffalo game. Missed Buffalo. You and you and you missed the and you missed the Chargers game. Yeah, we gotta say after this after this recording we gotta keep a we gotta keep a daily uh, <laughs> we gotta keep a weekly tracker and loser you know Zillow and stuff yeah. or something like that. But okay, so we're both going we're both going uh, 
Eagles in a close one over the Dolphins. But again, I, we both think that that it's a very winnable game for the Dolphins. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. Again, breaking news uh, as we record Wednesday morning, a couple hours, about four hours before Mike McDaniel speaks to reporter Jalen Ramsey, uh, reportedly returning to practice today, Quarantine NFL Network. I'm opening the 21-day window for him to return to the field. Big news for the 5-1 Miami Dolphins. Um, that brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of that podcast. I want to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Reminder to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page, like, share, comment, and definitely subscribe to the Miami Herald in the middle of our short break, uh, which was a little longer for us. Uh, got up the story on Jalen Ramsey returning, what that means for the team, for the defense, for the cornerback group. Um, we'll have updates as uh, McDaniel and others speak later today. So definitely stay locked to the Miami Herald website. And while he did that, I updated a story on why you should avoid I-95 in Broward this, mo- this morning because of a rollover crash that blo- that had, you know, the express lanes blocked. And at one point, all the lanes blocked. So see the smorgasbord of things we, just the two of us give you? We're just doing it all. This is, this is why you want to subscribe to the Miami Herald. Now, most definitely subscribe to the Miami Herald. Um, we'll be back next week to recap another weekend of Dolphins football. But until then, you guys take care. See you. Oh. <laughs>